How to Be Mediocre by J.D. De Palma, primarily narrated by J.K. Larkin, with assistance by Danielle Masquode, published by Red Penguin Books. Chapter 13. God damn it, champ. Jackie and I decided to produce the song ourselves with what little knowledge we had between us. Tim and I had written and recorded together for years, so every once in a while I'd hear him mention things like double-tracking each instrument to make it sound fuller, or if you play with the Les Paul, do a second guitar track with the Telecaster. And also, apply the EQ to get some clarity. It all amounted to the last song I'll ever record. Oh, that's right, I didn't get to mention my decision about what to do with everything involving Tim. I'm throwing in the towel after I release this one EP. I'm going to make this a tribute to Tim and put it out under the alias Panic Under Pressure to be sure work doesn't find out. I liked the way the song had come out, I have to say. I even showed it to Ange and she thought Tim had done it himself, so that was a good sign, right? Even though we all know I'm not continuing on after this, I want it to be right. God forbid I ever have kids, they can hear it, so they know their dad doesn't totally suck. He is actually pretty tolerable. <laughs> Ange and I ended up getting together to decide which of all the songs sounded the best. Even though there were some good contenders, It's All Over, No Pressure, Oh Brother, the new one for Tim, Long Long Gone, came out the strongest. I guess we burn the brightest near the end and want to show we did our best when the inevitable end is coming. Whatever the case, if this was what I was left with at the end of the day, knowing I could do no more, then I would be satisfied with what I have. I'd written the best I could for myself, Tim, and Jackie. I'd been unhappy with life before, and I guessed this was the highest note I can go out on. I wished I had my friend to see it end with me, but... What can you do? That's life, unfortunately. Sometimes those who stick by us through the worst won't get to see the end result. It's an awful feeling, but it happens. Tim had told me he was proud of what we were making at the end. So, in hindsight, how can any review hold up to that? <laughs> About a week after we got everything mastered by a few of Tim's old associates, I got a call from an unknown number. I answered and instantly thought I was either on a game show or that the other person was mentally ill. I picked up the phone and heard, Hello, Doug, this is Champ Beats with Management Unlimited. How the hell are you? I damn near gave my own phone a stink face. I'm fine, sir. How are you? Well, I'm quite fantastic after hearing this EP of yours. Now, I was mad. It wasn't supposed to be given to anyone outside of myself or Jackie. Excuse me, those songs are not for release. No, I'm not releasing them, sir. I'm here to represent you. This was really bizarre, although not unlike the luck that I usually have when it comes to life decisions. I would get out, and then they would pull me in. Now, Mr. Um... Beats, is it? How did you hear these songs? Well, your friend Jackie was holding on to them, and I listened to the mastered tracks on her computer. I'm her manager, you see. Sir, I haven't even heard the masters. I can't help but feel this is a complete violation of my privacy. Well, don't get so upset, sport. You'll be rich and famous with these songs. I can guarantee that. I don't want to be rich and famous. These songs were made for my release and on my terms. The answer is no. Piss off. Managers and people who do the representing in this industry are notorious 
for going too far, making promises they have no intentions of keeping, and ripping people off. I have zero trust in someone who has no respect after hearing no, and continuing on anyway. Fucking pigs. And just as I expected, it wasn't the last I heard of him. I got a call two hours later from him to sign a 360 deal. I immediately shot him down. Two hours after that, I was asked to sing on another song with Jackie under my real name to keep with the hype of I'm at war. Forget it. Go away. If it's not on my terms, I'm not doing shit. Goodbye. Four hours after that, he went for broke. All right, kid, what do you really want? Nobody makes music like this because they're bored. They must have something in it for them. Wow. Now he had caught my ear. Now, besides the big fuck you I would inevitably give him before the call ended, I did have one request before I packed it all in. I wanted to do one show at the biggest theater in town, the Roundhouse. It's a 2000 seater that only national acts get to play. No locals allowed ever. I would have loved to play that with the songs on this record there, uh, plus a few with Jackie, and a cover or two of mine of Tim's favorite songs. And... After that, I would be gone. I said that to him, and he said he would give me a call back. The next day, I did my routine and headed home from my last final I'll ever take. I walked out to my car and heard my phone ring. I picked up the phone. What's up, champ? You'll be playing the roundhouse in two months. Enough time to finish your obligations and certification exams. Then play this one last show, Sparky. I dropped my phone, and then a load into my pants. Holy shit! This is it, folks! I picked it back up. They're willing to book me without a record out. I sent them the masters, and they liked what- You sent them the fucking masters without my permission, little fuck? I told you, they do one good thing, and expect a hundred other bad things to go away. Hey, I'm just doing what your friend Jackie a favor here, buddy. Don't get mad at me. This is mostly for her benefit, not yours. Oh, yeah? Well, fuck you, champ. Find someone else. Not five minutes later, I get a call from Jackie. What the hell are you doing? Jackie, he's being a dick and not listening to me. Doug, he said you called him the C-word and you never want to work with me again. Is that true? Lying sack of shit wasn't he? Jackie, I'll work with you until my days are done. I told him to fuck off because he sent my masters that are not copyrighted out to different people. Yeah, that sounds like him. <sighs> Sorry, Doug. I'll make it right. As I sat outside with Mr. Bruce, I got another call. Dougie baby, still want to do that show? I deeply exhaled. Champ, I will do the show on one condition. Name it, buddy. We'll add it to your rider. No, champ. It's a contract negotiation. I will only do the show if I never hear from you about being in this business again. I'm doing the show to go out on a high note. If you hear from me, it'll be about writing under my alias for Jackie or for someone else. I will not perform or record my own music again. I'm doing my set the way I want to with people I audition. You have no say or hand in what I do. Champ might as well have put me on silent. Yeah, we can get that last minute, no problem. So after I re-explained my conditions three times over, 
we came to agreeable terms. I would only deal with him for the release of this one EP, this show, and then I would be done. Running everything past mom and dad went over rocky at the start, but in the end they realized this was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. To play this theater was a dream come true. The modicum of success I would be achieving was better than I thought I'd ever actually see come to fruition. The only problem is I couldn't talk about it to anyone I met in the future. I couldn't risk my job over it. But I also couldn't turn my back on a lifelong obsession and not be sure I had conquered everything I set out to. So if anyone ever talked about how good Jackie's show was, the mystery opening act would remain that. Just a complete mystery. But a badass one at that. Things started going well with the plans for the show, but the EP release was a nightmare. Champ wanted to release it on Jackie's label, but I wanted to be as anonymous as possible. I didn't want it to be put up on billboards, commercials, or anything like that. I just wanted to put it on various streaming services and be done with it. Let people find it and have it as their indie thing that only they knew about. Then over time, have people find each other and let it be something to connect over. Though that stuff sounds well and nice, Champ thought it would be best for him to buy it outright and have all the control over the songs and the masters. Uh, to which, I'd rather spit in his morning coffee than give to him. He saw the ideas about my album art. No, 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 that's not the right decision for you. Hey, Champ, you don't own any of it, so keep your mouth shut. Yes, Dougie, but my artist is associated with you. Your artist's biggest hit is because of me, so I'm pretty sure my direction is doing just fine. Get fucked. I don't do well with being told what to do. Never have, never will. My idea for the artwork was very simple. There's this picture I have of Tim's studio all full with his gear after we cleaned it top to bottom. Then a picture of the room the last day we were there, all empty and bare. It showed how I was full of all the spirit of music, and now I'm just not there anymore. Along with it, on the back was going to be an explanation of the EP and who it was for. I thought it was great for the direction of my life and the fact that this was a one-time effort. Obviously, Champ thought of something original. Me sitting in a diner with a guitar. Oh, wow. Breathtaking, isn't it? I told him we don't want to do it, so he sent his print ahead to get EPs made. I saw the test printing while I was in their office discussing what we wanted to do for the show. I crucified him for that and told him that if he made another adjustment without my consent, I'd drag him to the lobby and beat his ass in front of his clients. A month before the show, I got a call from Champ. How would you like your songs on the radio? Now we're talking. But of course, my rules are nothing. I pick what gets played, and you're not in the building. Done. You have to be in Chicago in three days to be at the station for the interview. Well, road trip time. This has been How to Be Mediocre by J.D. DePalma. Primarily narrated by J.K. Larkin with assistance by Danielle Masquode. Published by Red Penguin Books.